Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Double stagger Pringles with the left hand driving at Cantor gives to Rudy. No one's missing this. Rudy's going high. He's going hard. He's packing with two hands. Mike, he steps at Cantor. Cantor fades back. No good. Rebound battle. Gobert with a nice rebound. Pump fakes out and goes back to the rack and finishes. Rudy Gobert. Flex, Rudy. Flex. Donovan Mitchell has 33 points tonight. Comes to the front court. His meter is running. He drives the left hand into contact, off the window and in. Donovan working on Powell, five on the clock. Donovan crosses over, step back, long two, tough looks. The highlights is the Utah Jazz beat the Portland Trailblazers. After a pair of losses, the Jazz get a 122-103 win. PK, we spent a lot of yesterday talking about rebounding. Clearly, we weren't the only ones talking about rebounding. Somebody in the Jazz locker room was talking about it because not only did Rudy have 21 rebounds, but Royce O'Neal had nine and five apiece for Bogey and Mitchell and Favors and Ingles. The Jazz plus 17 on the backboards. Man, they fixed that problem in a hurry. Yeah, they did, and there was a lot of rebounds to be had with Portland shooting under 40% from the floor. So, yeah, and obviously Quinn Snyder addressed it in the post game, and it was obvious. I mean, they gave up way too many, allowed way too many second chances, and they had 14 offensive rebounds themselves, which was very, very impressive. And Quinn said, if we would have done this like we did, uh, we would have done like we did tonight versus two nights ago, speaking of last night, of course, they win that ball game probably. You don't know for sure, but yeah, it was obvious. And so he went after it, and they responded. Jazz were going back-to-back, and the Blazers were rested, and often that starts to show up late third quarter if a team's fatigued. But ironically, the third quarter is when the Jazz blew this game open. They were down 56-53 at the half, and they won the third quarter 40-19. Absolutely dominated, and it was done. There was no run left for the Blazers. The Jazz cruised to the victory. That third quarter was the best quarter, the most important quarter. It was the winning quarter. Yeah, Portland has to make shots for them to win. I mean, I don't know how much of an inside game they've got. It's basically perimeter, and the two stars go a combined 16 of 42. They were both 8 of 21. That happens. That's what I do every time with Portland. Go right to the McCollum and, and Lillard, and both of them being 8 of 21. Their chances of winning are going to go way up. And freaking Joe Ingles, man. I expect him to show up with full body tats today. I mean, he's taking on Jordan Clarkson's role. 13 <laughs> shots? What a gunner. You wanted more shots. You were disappointed yeah. with a few shots. He took five in the first quarter, four more threes. He missed them all. He, did, he didn't shoot much in the second, if at all. But in the second half, he got it going, got up his 13 shots. Yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> I said it yesterday. There's no way he and Royce O'Neal should be taking the same amount of shots. And what's great, and he was 2 of 8 from 3, which isn't great for him, but it's great that he goes and misses a bunch of shots when they win. Well, for the Jazz, 28.6% from 3. I mean, they didn't really have it going from 3 for the third game in a row. So 
find a different way to win. And if they can shoot 28.6% from three and still beat a playoff team by 19, that's a good thing. And, and I get among the Western contenders, Portland would be the low end of that. Um, but so what? They won by 19 on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know that I would put uh, Portland as a contender. They're a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this is they've sort of been running in place with this team now for a number of years, and they're getting the same result. Yep. Well, they do need better play from their big man. It was um, pretty pedestrian. You know, it's, Nurkic had 10 points and six boards, and Cantor came in with eight points and seven boards. Yeah, doesn't doesn't really put the fear in you, and, and Rudy had a big game against him, going 18, 18 Reese points. Reese Lucas isn't walking through that door, man. Fact. Other big guys, go ahead. Kevin Duckworth isn't walking through that door. Bill Walton isn't walking through that door. Well, I like Bobby Gross because he went to Pedro High. There it is. Huh, on our championship team in 70-something or other. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Achua, angle right side, hands it off to Jimmy Butler. Schroeder up on him, worked around the Achua screen. Little jump shot for Jimmy Butler. That's a 12-footer, and he'll put it up and in. Doncic to the left wing against Connaughton. To the middle of the floor, step out by Lopez to play him on the switch. Luka to his left, but back to his right. Steps back inside the circle, hits the jumper. Porzingis out top, 30-footer, hit it! He's okay, playing on the second night of back-to-backs, the third time he's done it this year, and he's had three huge games. Bounce past the letter, all the way to the rim, counted in a foul. It's a right-handed tomahawk jam and a hoop and harm. Kawhi Leonard says good night, Phoenix. Clippers beat the Phoenix Suns 113-103. to They pull away late, 8-0 run in the middle of the fourth quarter. So the Jazz, who gave up a game to the Suns the night before, pick up a game on the Suns and are now two and a half games up in the West once again. Paul George, 33 points for the Clippers as they get the win. And the Jazz, two and a half clear of the Suns, four and a half in front of the Clippers. Exactly yeah, what every Jazz fan Flicking back and forth on that game. Uh, and then it was uh, a little later. Paul George, eh, he is something. You know, if you were going to put a lineup of people, like a police lineup, but only like an NBA lineup, and you ask somebody, identify someone who's an NBA player, I think they go right to George. You know, he's long, he's athletic, uh, he can really do it all when he gets once it gets going. And I know PG-13 in the postseason has actually been rated X for obscene. But if he ever finds his stroke in the postseason, man, that Clipper team is going to be awfully dangerous. Central Casting, send me an NBA player. I need someone who looks like an NBA player for this uh, movie he? I'm doing. And they just send Paul George over, right? Yeah. He's got. He really just, just epitomizes what an long NBA player lean, would look it, like. Not right. everyone can do this, but one thing he really does is like when they're walking out from a timeout, I mean, he just looks athletic. You just right, look he at does. He just walks like an athlete. He looks the part. He totally looks the part. And yeah. it just comes back to what PK says. He's just got to do it in the playoffs. Because in the regular season, you know he can drop 33 on you. Right. Which right. he did. He beat the Lakers 110-104. The Lakers were hanging in there watching that score. I wasn't watching the game, but I was kind of watching the score as the Jazz game progressed. And 
the Lakers were leading or down by a bucket, and then uh, closing time, they don't have their stars to seal the deal at the end of the game, and the Heat win it. Closing time. One last call for Jimmy Butler to score 28 points and win the game. And he got it done. And the Mavericks are just all over the map. They looked really good beating the Jazz, the best team in the league, and then they looked horrific losing to the Rockets, who are one of the two worst teams in the league. They get the Bucks on the schedule, and they come back and win by 15. Luka Doncic, 27-9-9, just the kind of stuff you expect him to crank out every game. Porzingis, who was sitting against the Jazz and was supposed to be out for a while, wasn't out that long. And he had 26 points, 17 rebounds. You heard him there in the, in the highlights, so... Mavericks, good win, really bad loss, really good win. So go figure those guys out. Uh, Raptors guard Fred Van Vliet, DeAndre Bembry, Lakers guard Taylor Horton Tucker been suspended one game each without pay for leaving the bench during an all-on-court altercation with the Lakers. That was where uh, Schroeder committed the foul and Ananubi turned him upside down and Montrez Harrell got fined because he was the third man in. Don't leave the bench, PK. Oh, the Raptors, they're going to have to be out with uh, without DeAndre Bemfrey, is it? Bemfrey, yeah. yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think Washington is, is going to be the next team to unload all their picks to try to get a quarterback. I think they love Lance. I think Washington, I don't think, I know Washington loves Lance. And so, will they trade up to get Lance? That becomes remains to be seen. That's Trey Lance, the quarterback from North Dakota. Um, reading one of the mock drafts on him. In terms of physical tools, Trey Lance is the quarterback you build in the lab. He has Patrick Mahomes' arm. Josh Allen's athleticism. Oh, geez. Wow. Building them up, PK. We've seen players come out of the FC level and be good, so he could be. It's hard to know. Well, that would be... W-F-T-L-L. We love Lance. Washington <laughs> football team love Lance. Apparently they do. We'll see if they make the deal and, and move up. Uh, the Watson update. His attorney is uh, wants emergency hearings on all the civil lawsuits. Wants the judge to uh, tell the other lawyer to identify all the women who filed suits. Wants to move this along because it's just a daily dose of bad PR for him and the legal system can move pretty slowly, so trying to move all that up. Well, the thing that I'm not sure is that uh, his attorney is acting like these ladies are anonymous. But wouldn't Watson, who's contacted apparently some of them, wouldn't he know who they are? How many of them? Was it 100 of them? Because you went there. So wouldn't you know already? Currently. Wouldn't you know who they are? So are they really anonymous? They're anonymous to us, but are they anonymous to you? Because you went there. Yeah, I don't know if he, you know, if they want to contact them and depose them and all that kind of stuff. Does he know all of their names and match their names to the suits and have phone numbers for all of them? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Over so what you have period. their names on the right and their and the suits on the left, and, and you got to match it up game? like you did in those math yeah. tests when you were. Oh, if the triangle, the isosceles triangle. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Well, Duolingo has that for trying to learn Spanish or Uh any language, for that matter of fact. So they got the Spanish words on the left and the the English words on the right, and you have to match them. It's kind of cool that way. I always thought that put a lot of pressure on me. 
I get the cold sweats. Former NFL player Philip Adams fatally shot five people. A prominent doctor, his wife, their two grandchildren. He later killed himself. Uh, authorities have not determined a motive for the, the mass shooting that took place on Wednesday. He played in 78 NFL games, six seasons, six teams. Patriots, Seahawks, Raiders, Jets, Falcons. Um, he was actually drafted by the Niners. That's where it all started. So this is a horrific story, PK. Way more questions than answers. Yep. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Mike Trout, high drive, deep left center field. Mike Trout again. The pitch. He struck him out. Check swing, Benintendi slams the bat, then the helmet down. Lynn's got 10 strikeouts. Now the one-two pitch. Breaking ball in there, strike three call. It hit him. And they're saying it nicked him on the arm. The game is over. It was called a strike initially, but then it was ruled that the ball hit Conforto. Michael gets to first base. The Mets are pounding on him. And in a very unusual scene, Don Mattingly is saying, hold the phone. We want to check this out. Meanwhile, the Mets are celebrating a 3-2 to two win. All right, there are a lot of highlights, a lot of games, but the two big stories of the day, is it cheating? Is it just baseball? Is it okay? The Mets beat the Marlins on the walk-off hit-by-pitch. The umpire, Ron Culpa, started to go for strike three. That's why you heard the strike three call. Changed his call, said the pitch hit him, so that forces in the winning run. But then later he comes out and says he blew it. He should have called strike three. It's not reviewable. So Don Mattingly can be as mad as he wants, but they're not reviewing it. Although, if you look at the video, clearly the arm, the elbow, goes into the strike zone. And then there was even a bait. It didn't really hit him. It more hit his protective equipment because these guys wear stuff to protect their elbow. And so, PK, cheating, brutal call. What should baseball justice look like? More replay? Well, I don't understand the replay. Who who decided this? Has Moses come down? <laughs> uh, pitches that are strikes in which you get hit are not revealable, thus saith. I mean, if you're going to have the replay, hi, the re- replay. Now, Ron Darling is the Mets broadcaster. He's a former pitcher, obviously. He does uh, the postseason with Turner. He's their own Mets guy saying they've got to review that and they're going to call it strike three. Don't Mets guy saying that because clearly what it was, but then they can't review it. Who decides whether what the heck you can review or not? Does baseball what, have what a c- competition committee like the NFL does? I would assume it's I mean, whatever that is. doesn't make any sense or when you can review it. and Either you have the replay or you don't. Conforto clearly put his elbow out there and he didn't have to worry because he's got a bunch of padding, and he's looking at the pitcher saying, hey, kiss my elbow. I mean, come on. Major League Baseball is investigating the Dodgers' Trevor Bauer. Umpires collected multiple balls he threw during his start against Oakland earlier this week. They had visible markings. They were sticky. They were sent to the league office for further inspection. Even if the ball is found to have foreign substance, it's uncertain if they can prove Bauer did it and if any potential punishment imposed by the commissioner would stand. So you go public with this and kind of put them on notice. We're going to be watching you. We think you did it. We can't prove it, but we think you did it. Or you had someone do it. Tom Brady, have someone under-inflate the football, that kind of deal. 
some ball boy or something is back there. This reminds me of the NCAA. We have to give these players money. We already are. And this is, well, so-and-so over here is cheating, and so we're going to penalize them to show we're tough on cheating. Meanwhile, there's a hundred other cases of cheating over here going on. I mean, this has been going on forever, and I don't know that it's ever going to stop. And so we're outraged over Barry Bonds or whomever we might be outraged over. But over here, oh, wow, it's just gamesmanship. And maybe we give them a few games if we catch them or eject them, blah, blah, blah. I just, I don't understand it. DJ and PK. I was never really in an offensive mindset out there today. And uh, even when, when things were rolling for me, you, I was still playing very conservative golf out there. I kind of knew the type of challenge that today was. And it was more of a day of trying not to lose it than, than feel like you know that, that, that kind of score was on out there, to be honest with you. But was, things just started going my way. I mean, my putter was hot today. I was reading the greens unbelievably well. And uh, I hit the right shots at the right time. There were a couple of pin placements that were gettable. I was able to take advantage of those ones. But other than that, it was just sort of... Um, yeah, that hot blade, I suppose, was, was, was what got me going. Golf. A hot blade, PK. He was two over after seven. He got an eagle at eight. Birdie nine and ten. Birdie 12 and 13. Birdie 15, 16, and 17. On fire coming home. So he's got a four-shot yeah. lead. And he's really the only guy who went against what Bob Casper told us yesterday. Bob said the conditions, you know, the greens are brown. It's stressed. They're really fast. They're expecting thunderstorms. So they're kind of planning in advance of those. It's going to be hard to get two or three. You guys are going to be a two and three under. Those are going to be the best scores. And it's true for everyone except Justin Rose. So the greens are brown, you say? Yeah. All the greens are brown. <laughs> nice. Brian Harmon, Hideki Matsuyami at three under. You got a group of four golfers at two under, including Patrick Reed, who you drafted, PK, with the very last pick. And then, I went for a walk <laughs> on the master's grounds. I'd be safe and warm <laughs> if I shot seven under par. It's only a half under. Green jacket, green dreaming. <laughs> On such a spring day. Half a dozen guys at one under, including Jordan Spieth, who I picked. Bob Xander Shoffley is in the group at even par. I sort of like that. All the greens are brown. All right, DJ PK, we will talk Masters. Get a second round update. Brian Taylor will be joining us at 9 o'clock. We'll let some more guys... uh, Get started. The first groups are going out. They are starting second round play right now. And uh, Mackenzie Hughes with a birdie, so he's two under now. He's already picking up speed. We'll talk with uh, Brian at 9 o'clock. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, is going to join us next. Joe Ingles is here around 835. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.